and welcome to Ag PhD Radio, broadcasting from the Martin Studio. I'm Darren Hefty. We're going to be talking about biological products on today's program, or as we like to call them, natural products. Different things that you can do in your crop, uh, in furrow, on the soil, foliar, and more. So we'll talk about some of those things that are coming out, uh, things that are in the pipeline, uh, results that we're seeing out in fields this year, and we welcome your calls and questions too at 844-44-AG-PHD. Had a great chance yesterday to spend some time over in the state of Minnesota looking at corn variety plots, soybean variety plots, and, and just some of the different field issues that farmers in southern Minnesota have been facing this year. And we saw just about all of them in one particular plot. It was it was pretty interesting. Not not saying that it was bad, because it's not, and they're still going to have good yields in, in the field. But what we did see was some sudden death syndrome that was just starting to show up. And, you know, at the end of the season, there's a lot of plant health things that that can start to show up as those plants are putting all their energy into making yield. And uh, like I said, there was some pretty good yield coming there. So I certainly get that a lot of nutrients were flowing towards the seed. But once you get that plant under a lot of stress, then it gets a little weaker. It, it's no different than humans that if we're not getting any sleep, we're not having enough food, those kinds of things, we're, we're going to going to break down. And probably a good reminder right now as we head into harvest season as well that running long hours at harvest, not eating right, and not getting enough sleep, uh, not a good recipe for finishing harvest in good shape. Well, kind of the same thing here with our plants out in the field. They're trying to finish up and make seed and really putting all their energy into that. So we did see some white mold showing up real late season, um, individual plants, and certainly those plants are in trouble, but the rest of the field was was going to be just fine. And, and with the sudden death syndrome, even the plants that were getting hit, a lot of the beans were already made. So it might be coming in so late, the yield impacts will be minimal there. I think the big thing to notice on the farm is just to get out of the combine. Stop, Look around, see what's going on. Do some digging, split some stalks. And we were splitting stalks in corn and soybeans yesterday, just trying to learn all the lessons that 2023 is giving us. And we're seeing a lot of different things that you wouldn't necessarily see from the road or from the seat of your combine. I always have this discussion each year with a few people about, oh, man, the best seat in the house is the the combine, I can see down into the crop. I can see a lot of stuff. You absolutely can. There's no question about it. It's a great tool for evaluating a lot of the decision-making on your farm. Okay, how did this work out? How did the comparison work out? That type of thing. But getting out of that combine is really critical too. One thing that we saw as we were digging in the soil, even though it's been pretty hot and it's going to get hot again here coming up in the next few days, there's still good moisture in the soil where we were at in Minnesota, and that bodes well for bringing in those last nutrients to try to finish that crop off. With the heat, though, we are a little bit concerned about what that's going to do to test weight. And we'll see. You know, a lot of farmers will say, well, what about tip back? I don't know. A lot of those kernels are, are pretty well made unless you're under an extreme drought. Now it's going to be how well do they fill and uh, how much can they pack into each kernel. So expecting that we'll see some impact on test weight. And that's not saying every field is going to be a disaster or anything like that, but the stressy areas are certainly going to show those types of things. 
One other thing that I saw is some late season pests and spider mites. Well, a lot of farmers in this part of the world had to deal with spider mites throughout the season, meaning uh, they either had to treat or, or decided not to treat those types of things. But a lot of guys did treat and we're seeing some pop back up late in the season. And that's not unusual to see some towards the end of the season here. The question is, where are they at on the plants? And in the cornfield, they were down in the lowest part of the canopy, in the bottom few leaves. And at that point, I don't expect very much yield damage at this late time in the season. I mean, we're, we're pretty much at September 1st. The, the seed's made, so I, I don't think that's a big deal. But if it was on the ear leaf or above, it would still really have some impact on yield potentially even this late, So or test weight. But, I, you know, a lot of these problems late in the season, I think it's just good to observe. Okay, here's what I did. Here's what I didn't do. Was that the right decision? In hindsight, would I change anything? And with the spider mite thing... You know, where some guys went a little cheap and used by Fenthrin, maybe would have been better off using some Zeal Pro. We use some Zeal on our farm this year that also kills the mite eggs, doesn't just attack the mite adults. And when you've got a lot of season left, that's a lesson that we've learned over the last, well, four or five years here, that if the mites are coming early, we're way better off to use a miticide that's going to kill the eggs as well because there's just too much time for those eggs to come back. And if the weather's right and they've got an opportunity, they can sure take over in your field. Uh, some other things that we saw out in the field, though, were big-time differences in soybean and corn hybrids and varieties. So this is a great time to be out there pre-harvest to take a look at, all right, what kind of plant structure do we have here versus other plants? Um, how are they expressing their yield? What are some of the watchouts? Maybe even which one do I need to combine a little bit earlier? We saw some massive stock differences between SmartStacks Pro with multiple modes of action for rootworm control versus hybrids that just had above ground BT protection or conventional corn. What a difference this year, those rootworm BTs and the new RNAi uh, event had on rootworms. We had so much pressure. And in fact, uh, as we were walking around yesterday, just so many corn rootworm beetles, both northerns and westerns, that it looks like next year could be a big rootworm year too. So as you're making those seed decisions this fall, if that's happening in your area, you just have to call a spade a spade. Hey, you know what? The rootworm pressure is so bad in this area, I've really got to do something, even if I'm in a corn soybean rotation. Well, one of the things you may be considering for next year or even this fall, some of the natural or biological products that are on the market. So we'll talk a little bit more about those and take your calls and questions too. Stay tuned. What does it really mean to provide the best crop nutrition? With AgroLiquid, you're getting a one-of-a-kind approach, one that caters to your specific agronomic needs. You're getting a crop nutrition plan that maximizes your fertilizer applications from every drop, all while accounting for your management practices and the products you're already using. But it's not just a product. It's peace of mind, knowing we've thought of everything. That's the AgroLiquid way. Apply less, expect more. Find a retailer at agroliquid.com. 
Now is your chance to refuel your farm equipment for free. Register today at fuel.clos.com for your chance to win $10,000 in free farm diesel fuel. From our high-capacity harvesting equipment to our high-horsepower tractors, Kloss is known for superior performance and exceptional fuel efficiency. So go to fuel.clos.com, then check out the advanced equipment at your local Kloss dealer. That's fuel.claas.com. The hard-working, independent spirit of rural America can often be isolating. It's not often discussed, but mental health issues are real. Now's the time to lead by example, talk openly, and show that a strong mind is just as important as a strong body. FMC is proud to be working toward ending the misconceptions around mental health. Through awareness, guidance, and action, together we can uproot the stigma. When nematode pressure mounts, Seed Applied Trunemco provides assurance. Growers using Trunemco are seeing a difference from early plant vigor to improved soybean and cotton yield. Impressive results are everywhere, and we want to hear about yours. You could win $20,000 and be named a Trunemco Elite Grower. Don't delay. Contest ends October 31st. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. See full rules. Learn more at newfarm.com USST. Listening to Ag PhD Radio. Thanks for joining us today. If you have an agronomic question as we're going along in our discussion, please give us a call at 844-44-AG-PHD. If you'd prefer to send us an email, our address is radio at agphd.com. And of course, you can do both if you've got a picture or a soil test or something like that to send that you want us to look at. And also, you want to call and visit about it. That's probably the best way to do things. And you may have questions as we're going in today's discussion about biological or natural products. And we wanted to start off uh, with one that you're probably familiar with. When you think about inoculants, that's something that's been out for a long time. But my goodness, has there been change and improvement in that industry? Got Paul Clemmy on right now with us with BASF to talk a little about that and more. Paul, how you doing? Good, Darren. Very good. You know, I, I have talked to farmers in recent years that have said inoculants, oh, we used those 20 years ago. And, you know, they weren't super exciting at that time. And I can't completely disagree with them. They weren't nearly as exciting as they are today. But my goodness, has there been change in this industry? Yes, there has significant change. Uh, a lot of the, the inoculants that are used today have been advanced, Darren, from the standpoint of specific rhizobia, high-quality Brady, Rhizo Brady Rhizobia japonicum, specifically suited for soybeans. Uh, they survive longer in the package. They do a better job of the symbiotic relationship of fixing nitrogen. And when you look at the input cost of an inoculant for the nitrogen benefit that you get, it's pretty inexpensive insurance to make sure that your soybeans can maximize yield. You think about that nitrogen piece, and, and you mentioned it right there with the price of nitrogen today, and, and honestly, all the regulation around applied nitrogen fertilizer, it, it makes a lot of sense. If you just leave a few pounds for next year's corn crop, my goodness, uh, not even to count the impact you're going to have on yield for your soybean crop, uh, there's, there's a lot of different ways to win with inoculant. There, there is, and one of the benefits of inoculating every year 
the rhizobia that survive in the soil tend to, over time, Darren, become really good at doing one thing, and that is just surviving one year to the next versus being the most effective and efficient at fixing nitrogen. So by providing a fresh inoculum every year, along with, in the case of uh, Vault IP+, two EPA-registered biologicals, you get numerous benefits over and above that rhizobia providing that nitrogen for your plants. When you think about these products that are coming out, this, this you're making a great point here. Vault IP Plus, perfect example. Uh, a lot of times there's there's more in the jug than what there was in the past or even just a few years ago. Uh, talk to us about that one. How did that come about? What, what were some of the goals in developing that product? So there were a, a couple goals with Vault IP Plus. Uh, again, that high-quality rhizobia is the foundation of it. But by adding two EPA-registered biologicals that extend the level of disease protection, especially for fusarium and rhizoctonia, as well as adding the nutrient uptake, whether that be water, whether that be phosphorus, potassium, or other micronutrients, you really get a complete package. So the biologicals also help in the nodulation process. So once the chemistry, seed treatment chemistry, is uh, starting to, to dissipate farther into the growing season. The biofilm and the biologicals take the plant all the way to finish, especially in that mid-season dry period, which especially occurred this year throughout a great part of the Midwest where it become, uh, became rather droughty. And so having that extra root mass because of those biologicals really can help sustain those plants. All right. Ag PhD fertilizer removal tool shows what crop removal is for nutrients at various yield levels. And one of the ones that we get the most questions on, Paul, is with soybeans. And, and growers say, wait a minute, soybeans actually need like five pounds of nitrogen or more per bushel? How, how in the world are we going to get that? And we start talking about inoculants. So what should be the ex expectations, Paul? Because I, we just saw a new world record set, 200 six bushel soybeans i'm certain that they had to add some nitrogen in there too in addition to <laughs> the best inoculant you could put on it because that's a lot of end to deliver yeah it's it's well known that uh the soybean plant gets 60 percent of that nitrogen that it needs via that symbiotic relationship between the bacteria that are either applied to the seed or may be found in the soil so the majority of that nitrogen that five pound number that you mentioned is going to need to come from that nitrogen fixation process and that's where adding or using an inoculant every year uh, is the best way to do that you know even in a normal corn soybean rotation our research data has shown a greater than a three to one return on investment over a two bushel consistent yield response if you happen to have soils that have been out of soybeans for a couple years maybe it's a uh, been wet, uh, rhizobia die off uh, once the a field has been flooded, or this year where you've got significant dry soils, the survivability of those rhizobia can significantly decrease. So by inoculating every year, using biologicals that are EPA registered really is a great way to go, especially with a product like Bold IP+. 
You know, you mentioned some of the field conditions that can really help you out, and you talked about drainage and how important that is. If we've got poor drainage or if we just had overland flooding, and we can kill off rhizobia, and I think it's really important to be honest. If, if the weather conditions were not good, you had extreme drought or you had way too much water, uh, you're going to get you're going to need the rhizobia even more. In a lot of cases, we'll advise farmers to double inoculate. But I think about other things like just having balanced nutrition in the soil, having your soil pH in the ideal range, those kinds of things. If you don't have decent levels of organic matter, decent levels of fertility, a, a good soil pH, it's tough for those bacteria to survive in the soil. Yeah, bacteria are no different than, than any other living organism. They need the right type of environment to thrive and survive. And so if something's out of balance, that uh, causes problems for their survivability and their ability to function. Again, the relationship in, uh, between a soybean plant and the bacteria is a symbiotic one. So they need to be able to contribute both ways. And if uh, they're not able to do that in a positive fashion, then that can actually impact the soybeans plant ability to uh, to yield the way that it should. I'm talking with Paul Clemmy here with BASF. And of course, when you hear BASF, you think, wow, those guys do a ton of research on ag chemicals. They do a ton of research on traits and seed innovations. They also do a ton of research on biologicals. Paul, uh, I know the pipeline is big, but are, are there some products that we should have a heads up on that could be coming out in the next year or two? We're always working, Darren, on that next generation. We've got some things that we hope to launch within the next few years, yes. Uh, you know, Volt IP Plus was our most recent innovation where we launched this uh, three years ago. We've already had a new innovation in this space with Volt IP Plus, and that is in a patented exclusive storage uh, bladder or pouch that we utilize. It helps the rhizobia to survive better. It helps them to be more vigorous once they're applied to the seed to actually uh, do that nitrogen fixation that they've been designed to do. And so this new bladder is something that's exclusive to BSF. Think of it as a better mattress. Uh, the rhizobia are lying in a steady state, and then once they get applied to the seed, that's when it's their job to wake up and to start doing what they need to do. And we're the only ones that has this new innovation with this particular bladder. Yeah, there's a lot of things that go into being successful. And as we're talking about biological or natural products today, we're talking about living things and whatever we can do to improve their uh, storage life, I'll say, and also just the vigor that they're going to have as they, they get used on your product and in your field. Super, super important. Uh, again, we're talking with Paul Clemmy here with BASF. Paul, thank you so much. Really appreciate having you on today. Thanks for the chance to, uh, to visit, Darren. You bet. You know, we're talking biological and natural products, and, and I think it's a great way to start by talking about inoculant. This is something that a lot of folks have had um, experience with in the past. We talked soybeans specifically here, too, but, but biologicals uh, in, in the form of an inoculant get used in many different crops. So if you've tried some of them, I encourage you to look at some of the new products that are coming out. There's new innovations, even in the packages that they're coming in, as, as our, our last guest just explained. Talk more about these products and take your calls and questions at 844-44-AG-PHD. Stay tuned. Get uniform control in your fields with trusted, hardworking Lucento fungicide. Control the toughest diseases with a dual-mode-of-action fungicide that consistently outperforms the competition in field trials. 
Lucento fungicide from FMC works overtime for lasting control to help improve crop yields. Talk about getting the job done. Visit your FMC retailer or lucento.ag.fmc.com for hardworking control in your fields. Always read and follow all legal directions. Growing up on the farm, I woke up as early as mom and dad. I put as many hours on the tractor, changed as many teeth on the tiller as my brothers. It doesn't matter if you're young or old, man or woman. When there's work to be done, you put your boots on and you do it. I do that on my farm and in my job at Case IH. My name is Kelsey, I'm a farmer, and I work for Case IH. Case IH, built by farmers. There's an innovative new soybean herbicide on the market that's helping close the door on weed resistance and open new doors to productivity. Preview 2.1 SC herbicide from UPL is a multi-mode of action pre-emergent that controls the most resistant broadleaf weeds at the beginning of the season and continues to control later weeds with strong residual activity. Ask your retailer about Preview 2.1 herbicide from UPL and always read and follow label directions. Effortlessly manage your farm fertility with Verify. Verify takes yield data directly from your combine and instantly generates variable rate fertility maps based on your nutritional goals. Whether it's building soil, balancing nutrition, or maintaining fertility. And with full integration with John Deere Operations Center, Verify can send recommendations directly to application equipment, no matter the color. Join Verify today at Verify.com and keep your farm moving. Win the war against weeds in your soybean fields with fierce herbicides from Valent USA. With three different formulations and multiple modes of action, you're sure to find the right fierce product to protect your operation from tough weeds like Palmer Amaranth and Water Hemp. Give your soybeans a strong, clean start with up to eight weeks of residual control with the powerful pre-emergence protection of fierce herbicide. Ask your local retailer or visit valent.com fierce to find the right fierce formulation for you. Always read and follow label instructions. Insects have reigned since the dawn of time. Adapted to their surroundings. Experience the harshest climates and toughest challenges until now. With two modes of action, Ridgeback Insecticide delivers one devastating outcome for soybean aphids. Extinction from your fields. They may have lived through it all, but they won't survive this. End soybean aphids reign at ridgeback.corteva.us. listening to Ag PhD Radio. Thanks for joining us today. We're talking about biological or natural products. We started by talking a little bit about inoculants, but we're going to move into some different areas. It's it's a really exciting field right now, and we're seeing some promising things show up in the fields. I mentioned yesterday I was over in Minnesota. One of the plots that I was looking at was just a comparison of a bunch of different naturals, and wow, you could already see more kernels in length on corn ears. Uh, you can see more pods or bigger beans and soybeans. It's kind of exciting. Sometimes those differences are a little bit subtle. As, as our last guest, Paul Clemmy, was saying, man, if we can average two bushels on a fungicide or on an inoculant, excuse me, think about the return on investment in that. Inoculants are cheap, and you get a couple bushels of soybeans. Wow, that's a, that's a really good investment that you could be making.
Uh, we've got our next guest, Bill Verbaten, on with FMC to talk about some other things you may choose to invest in. Bill, thanks for joining us. Yeah, good to, good to be on the show. You know, this is kind of fun. Uh, over the last, I, I'm not sure how many years, four or five years at least, uh, I've been talking with FMC about some of the things coming out in the pipeline, and we get all excited about it. We like to try things out in the field, and one of the products that we've got to try out is Zirinar, but there there are plenty of others that FMC is working on. Uh, you know, when you, you get asked about this biological or natural space bill, and, and FMC is certainly a big player in this market, uh, what are some of the things that you talk to growers about? And, and then specifically, I guess you can talk about some products as well. Uh, well, first of all, Darren, we got to put it through uh, some proven third-party trials with universities and on some trusted grower partner fields, because the last thing we want to do is come to market with something that's inconsistent. And that's the real challenge when you're looking at the reality of the biological product space is, yeah, there's a lot of hype, but at the end of the day, growers need to have a high percent of, of a profitable investment. And so that's one of the things I really enjoy as a tech service manager is I get to coordinate a lot of these trials and really, you know, see what, what, what meets uh, the standards that growers have and what needs to just be kind of looked at on the drawing board again. And so that's where, you know, we're, we're just bringing, you know, one of the things we're really excited about is Ethos Elite. Uh, it's a second generation uh, combination of both a conventional uh, by fence around the insecticide side and then uh, um, <clears throat> some biological strains that we're seeing some really good results with uh, lately. And so, you know, grow, it's just another uh, way to uh, really approach this market, kind of a second generation um, conventional partnership so that's that's one that we're really excited for and we also have another uh, bio, uh biological we're looking at xeranar uh, like you had already mentioned and also looking at the same actives as a seed treatment with a votagen um in a variety of crops and we've had some pretty exciting things come out of the the wheat world uh this season we're following up on um soybean as a seed treatment um you know that's a good for a Votagen and Xeranar has that flexibility to go e either with corn or soybeans. And so those are a few of them we're working on right now. I'm also looking at some um, a biofungicide kind of for the specialty market that's performing really well against some diseases just as good as some conventional standards. So that's some of the stuff we got uh, coming up in the near future. You know, you mentioned uh, conventional chemistry versus the biological space and, and some combinations where, where both are being used. I mean, to me, that was one of the exciting things about looking at some of the things coming in FMC's pipeline is just, all right, it isn't just, well, here's a biological that's going to provide disease control or insect control. How about we pair it together with something that's already out there, some hard chemistry, so we kind of know if it's a little bit of known and a little bit of unknown, and then let's test it out and see what we get. And uh, it, it doesn't surprise me to see even better control, like you mentioned, Ethos Elite coming. Uh, that That's pretty exciting. But the other thing I think about is just resistance management. When we mm -hmm. look at, at the pyrethroids like bifenthrin, I mean, that gets used on a lot of acres, and it's a really important chemistry to have something else there to, to give it a little extra support. I, I love that strategy. Well, and, and another thing we've we've actually invested as a company relatively recently, we actually purchased a pheromone company probably getting on a year and a half, two years ago now, that's going to completely bring a different uh, mode of action into the conventional space because pheromones have been used for a long time in the specialty crop space, but um, we feel like we'll have 
a better cost position to get out on your corn, soybean, alfalfa, small grain acres uh, with these pheromone uh, production methods we've acquired. And so that's something we're just beginning some trials there. Um, but really exciting stuff to uh, to bring to the market in something um, you know new and hopefully something that can preserve some of our hard chemistries for a longer period of time. So no, it's uh, we're definitely moving forward on a lot of different fronts to bring growers new options to the industry. I know when my brother and I got into full time agronomy thirty years ago, uh, my dad had said to us, "Watch the specialty crop markets; those guys." they have more gross income to protect and they're going to try some things that are going to be a little too expensive for us guys raising dollar and 80 cent per bushel corn. And I totally got it at that point. It was hard to afford some of those things when you might get 10 bushels of corn gain, but that's only 18 bucks. You couldn't pay for a whole lot. Uh, But now when you look at corn being, let's just say $5 a bushel and 200 bushel corn being achievable for so many farmers out there that's a thousand dollars an acre gross we've got a lot of dollars out there in these fields to protect and we're seeing some of this technology that was previously used like you mentioned in specialty crop acres or or in organic acres getting used today in in conventional crops and even in these high volume crops like corn soybeans and wheat so that that's pretty cool and you mentioned being as seed treatment or um doing things in furrow, Bill, what's the big difference there for you? And uh, with when you look at all the testing, is, is it harder to find a seed treatment product or an in furrow product or, or just finding places to test them? Um, well, at the end of the day, we have a variety of university and uh, private third-party contractors to test the method. So, it, it's, so that's not usually the limiting factor. It's really trying to uh, give growers options in the marketplace and just making sure that the different methods of application are are similar in performance. And so that's where, you know, if a grower is already set up for an in-furrow starter system, I mean, Zero-NAR is going to be a much easier conversation to have. But let's face it, not everybody has those systems. They've kind of, depending on where you're at, um, you know, they've kind of gone out of fashion. And so really a seed treatment is the only option we have to go to market there. So at the end of the day, um, we're looking to really give growers the options to get these, um, you know, these biological actives that are actually providing consistent results uh, on the acre. When you think about all the things that are going on those acres, compatibility with fungicide, like for example, we use Zyway in furrow. What does is it compatible with Zyway? We're using insecticide and fungicides on our seed. That compatibility mm-hmm. testing has got to be a little complicated with all the different products out there on the market. Yeah, and that's where again we you know we definitely go through a battery of things, uh, uh, both you know in our field development uh, side, our, our our you know our chemistry labs, and as on the tech service side. Um, you know, a lot of this testing is done in a lot of different conditions. And, you know, that's part of where we try to, you know, with our formulation technologies, um, at least within our, our lineup, I mean, we're, we know it plays well with, with ourselves and we do test a lot of things that others have and a lot of the standards the growers are working with. Because, like you say, mix order, formulation, all these things are very critical because uh, the last thing you want to be do, you, you want is to be slowed down uh, by something mucking up the planter in the spring. Yeah, they, these products have to be able to uh, 
be pretty easy to work with because guys are in a rush in the spring trying to get all that crop on the ground. And uh, that's why we really appreciate the relationship we've got with great providers like we're talking with Bill Verbaten here with FMC. Uh, we've gotten to test out some of these things uh, ahead of market release and be, be a part of that. It's been really fun for us and it's given us a great opportunity to learn about some of these cool innovations. Uh, Zirinar being one of the more recent ones or the uh, Avotagen seed treatment. Uh, Bill, thank you so much. Really appreciate you taking a little time with us, explaining how these things are developed and tested, and really wish you the best of luck here going forward. Yep, and thank you for the partnership, Darren, and hope you guys have a great day. Yeah, you as well. Yeah, Harvest is just right around the corner here, and and we mentioned trying out all these things and all the trials. I'm sure Bill is uh, pretty darn excited here that he's going to get some yield results back really soon. We've made all those observations on our own plots throughout the growing season, so we kind of have an idea where things are going, but it seems like there's always a curveball or two once we get harvest to uh, see what the actual results are. We'll talk more about natural or biological products right after this. It takes balance to be successful in farming because what you get out of it depends on what you put in, and Corteva AgriScience gets that. Introducing Nutricia and Nutrient Efficiency Optimizer, a biological product that naturally captures nitrogen from the air. It's a sustainable way to add balance to your traditional nitrogen methods and maximize your yield potential. Embrace a balanced approach to nitrogen management this season by visiting Corteva.us. It's smart to make the right agronomic choices, and it's even smarter to get rewarded for them. With the Bayer Plus Rewards Program, you earn cash back on seed, herbicides, and other eligible products. And it keeps getting smarter, because now you can earn an additional 10% bonus when you send your redemption check to your retailer. To learn more, contact your retailer today. Protect your yields and get the most from your land with Bayer Plus Rewards. Visit MyBayerPlus.com and see program terms and conditions for full details. Your farm data platform might let you manage your fertilizer plan by helping you set sample points, determine management zones, or create fertilizer recommendations. With Verify, you can do all that. But what Verify does that no one else can is take yield data straight from your combine, correlate this info to soil test points, and immediately generate variable rate fertilizer maps based on your nutritional goals. Whether you want to build soil levels, balance your field for uniform nutrition, or maintain fertility levels by simply applying what you removed at harvest. And with full integration with John Deere Operations Center, Verify can send recommendations directly to application equipment, no matter the color. Sign up for your Verify account today at Verify.com and keep your farm moving. That's V-R-A-F-Y.com. In his last will and testament, Robert has bequeathed to his only heir and devoted caretaker one-third of his house, a third of his truck, and a third of his beloved dog, Mr. Bo here. Uh, excuse me, I'm, I'm a little confused. Don't settle for a fraction of what you deserve, especially at harvest. Yield your best with Veltima fungicide's proven plant health benefits and revolutionary application flexibility. One-third of a dog. Right. Get everything you deserve with Veltima fungicide. From BASF, always read and follow label directions. Get more durability for less downtime with Soil Warrior Strip Tillage from Environmental Tillage Systems. Improve fertilizer efficiency and reduce passes and fuel usage. Now that's ROI. Learn more about ETS at SoilWarrior.com. 
Did you know 20% of stored corn is overventilated by three points of moisture? On 100,000 bushels, that's a whole semi-load. Stop this problem for as little as $2,100 per bin with the end zone for corn from FarmShop MFG. Learn more at farmshopmfg.com. You're listening to Ag PhD Radio. We're broadcasting from the Morton studio and talking about one of our favorite topics, biological or natural products. This is an exciting area of agriculture that has has seen some tremendous market growth and just some really cool products coming to market. One of the areas where we've been looking for something, and I know farmers around the world have been looking for additional help, is with nitrogen. What can we do to get more nitrogen into our crop? How can we make more nitrogen available? Uh, we see already in different parts around the world or, or different areas where nitrogen applications are being restricted. We know that uh, that's concerning, and there's certainly been a lot of concern about nitrates in water and those types of things. So we want to do the best we can to manage them on the farm. And uh, one of the companies that we've worked with uh, that has a really nice product in that field and in others as well is Corteva. we got Will Tubbs on with us right now to talk a little about it. Will, how are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me. All right. You guys have a lot of products now, and I, I know some, some folks will say, well, what about this product? Yeah, but what about this one and this one? And uh, it's yeah. just fun to watch uh, development, to see what's coming out of this pipeline that's pretty robust. And then just yeah. uh, as, as our last guest was talking about, all the testing that goes into making any of this possible. So, uh, Will, where would you like to start? Well, you know, you kind of led into Utricia N there and, and some of the testing. Let's start there. That's, that's all right. Yeah, it, it sure is. Now, we see a lot of different products. It seems to be a, a kind of a crowded space. There are a lot of companies working on yeah. different solutions, and they're completely different products. There, There's nothing that's really quite like Utricia in. Right. Yeah, I, I get that question a lot. You know, how does this product compare to this product, and how does Utricia N compare to XYZ on the market? And to your point, you know, they're all – kind of in the same space, maybe the same mind space, Um, but really what they're doing within the plant is definitely, definitely different. You know, all trying to get to the same goal. Um, You know, we've learned a lot about Nutrition N since we first brought it to market two, three years ago at this point. I mean, time really flies. Um, And it's, you know, looking back at what we first said about the product, you know, back in the day versus what we've learned since then and where we're at today has just been remarkable to be a part of. Well, when you're on that many acres, it really helps. You can learn a lot, and and certainly I would expect to see some different things in different crop rotations and different climates. Uh, What are some of those real key pieces here with Nutrition? Because there are so many farmers really looking for that solution to to help deliver some more nitrogen. Yeah. So when we first came out with Nutrition, uh, you know, we largely focused on the corn acre. And we had a few folks sort of go rogue, if you want to call it that way, um, and really try to try to see where else could we push the boundaries with this product. So we had some folks using it on soybeans, um, some wheat, alfalfa, all, all sorts of different products out there, all sorts of different crops out there. Um, and really where we've got the most excitement is actually on the soybean acre, especially those, those high-yield soybean acres. And we know that there's some, some decades-old research that says, you know, high-yield soybeans are above 65 bushel per acre, that there's a need for additional nitrogen, 
Um, but we've never really been able to fine tune or make that kind of like side dress applications of nitrogen pay. And this has kind of been a way that we we think we have a lead and we think we can kind of go down that path with you, Trisha Ann. Yeah, that is exciting. And I know that's something we've been doing on our farm too. We've we've kind of been hearing the the rumblings of, man, you should try this on soybeans. And and you're right, yeah. that, that's a pretty good opportunity because we've got some really nice ground that, hey, on this field, we, we're shooting for 80 and it's going to take some extra end to get there. Yep. Yeah. And we've, you know, thinking back to when, you know, the first time any of us had to have, have a conversation about you, Trisha, and obviously we're met with some skepticism, you know, and rightfully so. It's a brand new, brand new avenue for us in crop production. And, you know, this last summer, actually, you know, we've actually been able to add some credibility to that. So we've always said we're not going to bring something to market that we can't sort of give you some proof for or show you exactly what it is. And thankfully, this summer, we actually went through a USDA process that what they call their process verified program. I mean, that basically all that did was it's an extensive audit and just saying, hey, we have this bacteria. You know, we're telling you, the farmer, that this is what it does. The USDA has verified, yep, the manufacturing and production is all up to snuff. And then once you get it in your hands, you're actually applying it to your field. It's actually giving you the intended benefit by doing what we say it'll do. And that's that's been really encouraging for us to say, all right, so it's not just us seeing this. You know, we can actually have a tangible benefit at the farm gate. Yeah, it's been interesting, too, just seeing all the research data about compatibility with different products. And, you know, coming from mm -hmm. Corteva, you would really expect that because you've got a broad portfolio of herbicides, insecticides, fungicides and more. Uh, but but that testing really gives growers a lot of confidence, too. Yeah, I mean, we we know we can't just say, here you go. We'll see you next year. We're not going to do that. We're we're continuing to evaluate as many possible avenues as we possibly can. You know, the biocompatibility is a huge thing. We, we want to make sure that it's safe to go in any tank mix that, that we feel is fit. So we don't have to limit this the product at all. We, we just want to get, get the benefits out there. All right. One new benefit that, that we're hearing about is the work that you're doing on phosphorus. What can you share with us about that? Sure. So similar down the line of Utricia N, this last Spring was our first launch of our next of our newest biological, which would be Utricia P. So Utricia P, it's a similar category, so it's actually a microbial biostimulant, as we're calling it. Um, and you know, Utricia N, it, we're fixing nitrogen from the atmosphere into ammonium to be directly used by the plant. Right? With Utricia P, we're not necessarily fixing phosphorus. We're not we're not really doing that. Um, but it's a it's a liquid product um, with some kind of flexible application parameters so we can go in furrow um, over top of soil applied things like that but this particular strain of bacteria is actually helping release or sort of unlock some of that soil soil bound phosphorus that we know is out there in basically all soils um, making sure that we can maximize our investment on, on phosphorus fertilizers yeah that is pretty exciting too because uh, when we think about different nutrients out there phosphorus is one that well there's a lot of concern about that if phosphorus gets into fresh water yeah. it can cause algae blooms and we really don't want to see that so uh, with the phosphorus that's in our soil if we can access that it gives us another shot at at high yield potential even where we can't put on a lot of fertility uh, the other thing too well is stress and i have to imagine 2023 was a great year for you to test your stress products 
Yeah, so we had um, the, the other, call it the trio of our products, of our biological products here, uh, would be Sostia Stress. So there's actually another, another version of Sostia Stress Plus. That's more for the specialty markets. Um, but in kind of the Midwest, row crop, corn belt part of the world, we stuck with Sostia Stress this year. And, you know, I know stress is in the name, but really all it's trying to do is we're trying to maximize water use efficiency with that product. You know, we're trying to get in and make sure that for the amount of time that that, that product is working within the plant, we're maximizing as much as what we possibly can from a water use standpoint so that plant doesn't have to pull any energy away to just stay stay alive. We know that it continued, it can continue down the development path and we're not pulling anything away from, from yield at the end of the year. You know, you mentioned that energy portion, and, and that is such a big deal. If the plant is fighting off stresses, mm-hmm. it's wasting a bunch of energy that could be used to make more yield. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's so that's been the fascinating thing about Sostia stress is, I mean, the Utricia products, those, those are both living organisms, um, but Sostia stress is not. It's actually some, you want to call it um, conventional chemistry, if you will but it's impacting the biology of that crop. So it, it won't necessarily grow with the, the, the crops through the entire season, um, but it will give us a, a window of activity where we know we can kind of make it through. Say if we have, you know, three weeks that we're not, there's no rain in the forecast, we can kind of get through that. We can kind of anticipate that and make sure that, all right, we got through that stress window. Again, just trying to check off any variables that we can, we can throughout the growing season. I mean, we know Mother Nature is going to win at the end of the day, um, and we can't control when it rains all the time. So this is just one more tool in our toolbox, so to speak. Well, if you weren't super excited about natural or biological products before this show, uh, we're talking with Will Tubbs here with Corteva, and he just solved your nitrogen problems, your phosphorus problems, and <laughs> relieved stress for your crop. Well, that's a pretty good trifecta. Thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me, Darren. We'll talk more, and we'll take your questions right after this. From mowing to loading or even moving snow, a John Deere compact utility tractor is ready for any task. During the CNB Summer Blowout event going on now, get yours for zero money down and 0% interest for 84 months. This offer won't last forever, so check out your nearest CNB or learn more at DeerEquipment.com. From machine storage buildings and farm shops to dependable buildings to house your livestock, regardless of building size or use, Morton has a building for every budget. To learn how we can help you expand your farm operation, visit MortonBuildings.com. This season, get medieval on Rhizoctonia with the powerful protection of Excalia fungicide from Valent USA. Here to shield your sugar beets from the treachery of Rhizoctonia, Excalia delivers excellent staying power, keeping your sugar beets from being conquered. Stay one step ahead of Rhizoctonia with the powerful protection of Excalia. Ask your retailer or visit valent.com slash Excalia to learn more. Always read and follow legal instructions. Your farm data platform might let you manage your fertilizer plan by helping you set sample points, determine management zones, or create fertilizer recommendations. With Verify, you can do all that. But what Verify does that no one else can is take yield data straight from your combine, correlate this info to soil test points, and immediately generate variable rate fertilizer maps based on your nutritional goals. Whether you want to build soil levels, 
Balance your field for uniform nutrition or maintain fertility levels by simply applying what you removed at harvest. And with full integration with John Deere Operations Center, Verify can send recommendations directly to application equipment, no matter the color. Sign up for your Verify account today at Verify.com and keep your farm moving. That's V-R-A-F-Y dot com. Corn rootworms are called the billion-dollar bug for a reason. If you don't control the adult populations now, their offspring will cost you later. Steward EC Insecticide from FMC offers a unique mode of action that delivers fast and long-lasting residual control of corn rootworm beetles and other tough insects. Choose Steward EC Insecticide from FMC. Always read and follow label directions and precautions for use. It's smart to make the right agronomic choices, and it's even smarter to get rewarded for them. With the Bayer Plus Rewards Program, you earn cash back on seed, herbicides, and other eligible products. And it keeps getting smarter, because now you can earn an additional 10% bonus when you send your redemption check to your retailer. To learn more, contact your retailer today. Protect your yields and get the most from your land with Bayer Plus Rewards. Visit MyBayerPlus.com and see program terms and conditions for full details. Welcome back. You're listening to Ag PhD Radio, broadcasting from the Morton studio today. And, and hopefully you're enjoying the show, talking about natural or biological products. Our phone lines are open if you have any questions at 844-44-AG-PHD. And you're going to love our next guest, too. We've got Doug Phelps on with SIPCAM Agro. I've been working with Doug for quite a number of years now, and we found him to be super knowledgeable on many different things in this part of agriculture. I know we, we asked Doug a lot of questions about humic and fulvic acids, and Doug, I'm probably going to do that again today, uh, but, but even more so. Uh, thanks for joining us, Doug. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Darren. Proud to be on here today. Well, one thing that we found in this natural or biological space is there are a lot of differences in products that sound like they're going to be the same. And you say, okay, Nutex EDA versus competitive products that sound the same or look the same on the label, but they just perform completely different. Why are there so many big differences between humic products, fulvic products, and some of the others in this natural field? Well, I think the the fact that they are naturally derived is is the basis for a lot of the variability in in naturals products. Unlike glyphosate, for instance, or or some of these synthetic chemicals, they're all produced in a lab. There's a chemical formula. Whether you buy it from company A, B, or C, it's all glyphosate. When you get into the uh, space of organic acids or, or naturally based materials. It, it really depends on what the source material that was decomposed or was transformed into that active ingredient that you're applying to the field. And then you take it to the next step where there's manufacturing processes and, and things like microbials. Are they, are they being kept at a certain temperature, which keeps them most viable? Uh, you know, a product like you guys have with uh, your bio prep. Are, are you putting something in there that potentially is negating the beneficial effect? You know, not not by 
you're trying to do it. It's just it's part of the natural you know chemistry that chlorine and and microbes don't really like being in the in the same solution together. So, you know, the the products that have been successful and and stood the test of time over over multiple seasons with consistent results generally start with number one the manufacturer controls the source of material to make sure that it's a, a unitized uh, source ingredient that they have perfected the the manufacturing process to ensure the viability of that product over time and most importantly they have gone out and done the the legwork to figure out what rate what time you know rate per acre where's the best performance and where do i get the most consistent results over multiple crop years over multiple soil types over multiple varieties so that the grower is getting something that is all the the homework done on that product a lot of small companies will come out and do some field trials in a county, for instance. And next thing you know, it's because two growers in this county had good results. My God, let's let's go market this to the entire world because those two growers had good performance from it. We do a lot of events, uh, including the Ag PhD Field Day, but other things too, uh, right on our farm. And I remember, Doug, one time you had a booth at one of these events, and you had some different mason jars. One of them was filled with motor oil, used motor oil. Yes. And I remember we were looking at some different... Uh, humic acids, and you said, okay, which one do you think is the best humic? And honestly, the color on that used motor oil looked pretty good, Doug. And uh, we are told, exactly. boy, that, those dark colors, that's got to mean it's a good fulvic but or a humic, but it definitely wasn't the case. It was just used motor oil. Exactly. And that's the big challenge, especially in the humic and fulvic space, is that the testing procedures that are adopted, and, and currently the APCO and, and a lot of the states are trying to come up with a, uni, you know, a unified uh, testing procedure. But the reality of these testing procedures is that, is that they are processes, not procedures in regards to what exactly is in that container. Um, <clears throat> California and Oregon, as an example, they'll take a humic acid and they will raise the pH, and, and this is in, in general, just to, to summarize, they'll raise the pH to 13, which gets all the humic and fulvic into solution. Then what they do is they drop the pH to two so that all of the humic precipitates out, it becomes sludge in the bottom of, of the vessel. They take the fulvic and throw it away, and they weigh that material that fell out in the bottom, and that's the percent humic that you have in the mixture. Now, what I just described has absolutely no bearing on the performance of that product at a certain rate consistently over multiple you know, applications or multiple seasons as to the efficacy. So what, what frustrates me you know, as, as, a, as a manufacturer and, and, and uh, you know, somebody that's been in this space is that you know, I have a product, here's the data, it works great, here's the results, multiple years, it's a six bushel increase on average. And the, 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 the customer says, okay, well, what percent is that? Because I'm currently using a 12, what percent is yours? And, and once again, the percent humic doesn't mean anything in, in regards to the performance. Uh, the other test that's out there is typically uh, what they w- refer to as the A&L test procedure. It's simply a measure of color. And so as, as we were doing the experiment at the 
Morton Center there was, here's a black liquid of motor oil that it, you know we didn't allow them to take the, the the lids off and smell and you know and put their fingers in there to kind of look at consistency. But that pretty much is the way the A and L test procedure goes by: is how dark is the material? Shoot a beam of light through it. Compare that to a known sample from the International Humic Substances Society, which is truly humic, and then you make your comparison, and you're either a, you know, you're either six percent, eight percent, twelve percent based on uh, uh, the color of the material. So, you know, I, I can totally, um, you know, empathize with growers as as how do I make a decision with the tools that I have and a label that that somebody has handed me. And, and I've said this over and over, where's your data? Do you control the source? Uh, you know, what, you know, outside of just corn, for instance, what other crops have you done it on? Um, is, it, is it a one-year worth of data set or is it a multi-year? And based on that, that still only tells you that looks like the manufacturer has put some, some interest and effort into quantifying the, the value of that product. And as you guys always say, Go out and put it on your own farm with your own application strategies, with your crops, your genetics, and everything that is encompassed in that to then find out if that product is a fit on your acre. Yeah, that testing just becomes so important just to figure out what rate do I need, what timing do I need, and and then all those other things like you mentioned, Doug, uh, what is the source of the material and the manufacturing process and, and all the care that's taken to, to bring high-quality and consistent products to the market. Uh, it's something that we've seen from SIPCAM Agro, and uh, we've really enjoyed working with you uh, we're talking with Doug Phelps here again with SIPCAM. Doug, thank you so much. I really appreciate having you on today. Thanks for, for adding to the conversation here. Yep. Thank you, Darren. I appreciate it. We've been talking about a lot of different natural or biological products, and we didn't even get to mention uh, PGRs and water treatments and other things. Doug, Doug mentioned there uh, just some of the things that we've been doing with water treatment to try to negate some of the negative effects of hard water things like calcium that are in the water that, that can tie things up or can harm microbes in your solution. Also chlorine, when you're talking about rural water, which is our water source uh, on a farm, or just city water or wherever you're filling up your spray tanks, that can kill microbes. That's what chlorine is designed to do. So you have to negate that if you're going to put something living that you want to keep alive in the spray tank. And then the PGRs. And, and I know I mentioned once before, there's a new world record set in soybeans. And that's fantastic. One of the tools that was used was PGRs. In fact, multiple passes to try to help build root mass to... Um, protect and improve pollination and flowering, those types of things. In other crops, PGRs, plant growth regulators, get used to control tillers. Uh, there's just a lot of uses for them. I think it's one of those last tools. You've got to balance fertility and manage weeds, insects, and diseases, and all those things first. But then all these little add-ons can make a big difference, especially as we reduce stress and set that plant up for the highest yield potential possible. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. If you've got questions, you can always email us, radio at agphd.com. Thanks for listening to our program today. Be sure to join us again each weekday for more Ag PhD Radio.